This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. I'd like to thank our sponsors who make our podcast possible. We take our podcast with the ongoing support of Raider and Jason Sikora, our sound engineer. Raider is a hands-on IT service provider that integrates all of your needs for advanced technical support, effective communication options, and cybersecurity. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work. We understand. Please visit RaiderSolutions.com for more information. Iberia Bank and First Horizon, who are now one bank. Two relationship-driven banks, both leaders in the industry, have officially joined forces. The combination of Iberia Bank and First Horizon creates a leading financial services company dedicated to enriching the lives of their clients, associates, and their communities. I'd also like to thank Lafayette General Health, who has joined the Oshner Health family and is now Oshner Lafayette General. As one health system, Oshner Lafayette General will provide expanded services and enhanced care from the familiar faces you already trust. Oshner Lafayette General means more resources to help solve healthcare's toughest problems, reinvesting in our communities, and being further committed to health and wellness. Oshner Lafayette General, together means more. Learn more today at togethermeansmore.org. Mark Bratton. Lafayette native and musician, joins us to discuss his upcoming concert in Lafayette and his career journey. Mark started playing drums at age 12 and moved to Dallas at age 17 to join a rock band. He's been working in music ever since as a songwriter and drummer. His band, Foundry, will be performing at the Cajun Dome Convention Center this Saturday, November 27th. The event will also stream live. So Mark will be coming home for Thanksgiving. I want to welcome you to Discover Lafayette. And Mark Bratton, thank you for sharing your story with us. I, lo- I love this story. So. Good morning, and thank you, too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at you. You're in Las Vegas, I assume, uh, getting ready for upcoming concerts. That's right. We're in our pre-COVID mode and um, calendaring just a couple of concerts before the year ends. Yeah. And- Hopefully 22 will be a lot better. Yeah. So when you say pre-COVID mode, I mean, people, I think, are really hungry to go back to live events. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful. But um, I'm, I'm excited about you coming to Lafayette. And I saw you'll be in San Francisco in December. But tell us about, let's just jump in and talk about your your concert. And then I want you to tell your life story. So. Sure. Well, I meant to say post-COVID mode. Um, okay. But it's like but, going back. We're going back to how we were. So. Yes. Okay. Well, we, we all got hit with that and, and were affected in our special way. Uh, whatever was unique to us, whatever our situation was. And um, so when that happened, we were uh, writing, recording, performing, working really hard, um, you know, doing upwards of um, 40 shows a year. Uh, with my band Foundry and um, some like touring, but mostly what we call one-off shows or fly-in shows where we do what we're doing uh, coming up in Lafayette, where we're flying in the day before we do the show and then we fly home the following day. That is the more common way we do shows. Um, But we were fortunate enough to get on a tour in um, the beginning of 2020 
uh, just in January and February. And then, of course, the beginning of March is whenever we found out that we um, needed to go home and ride it out. For a few weeks. For, we thought for a few weeks, huh? A couple of weeks, you know. I'm like, this is great. I like two-week vacations, not more. <laughs> two-week vacations are great. But it ended up being about a year and a half, truth be told, for us. And we're just getting started back. Yeah. Uh, we did one show over the summer in late August. And this is our only, uh, this is only our second show in, wow. coming up in Lafayette. So that's going to conclude 2021 for Foundry. Right. Well, tell yeah. me about your band. What type of music uh, does Foundry offer? We're a hard rock band. Um, we're like borderline heavy metal, uh, hard rocking, um, uh, original music band. <laughs> um, if you listen to hard rock radio, that is right up our alley. Um, you know, our, our brand of hard rock is... Um, a lot of guitars, uh, hard hitting drums, and great singing. Um, I don't like to. I like. To, I don't like to scare people when I say heavy metal band because they think a bunch of growling and screaming, and that is not Foundry. Foundry is a very melodic and um, heavy vocal band. Right. Uh, over catchy little songs that people typically uh, do what I'm doing now too. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and you write song. your own music. Absolutely. Yeah, we write all of our own music, uh, with the exception of some um, in vogue uh, remakes that yeah. uh, we're, we're kind of getting into that, too. A lot of bands do a good job with it. We think we do, too. Talk about that. I, I didn't know. I'm, I've heard of remakes, but I always wondered about, you know, the copyright and how that works. So you, you were telling me before we started taping that your band enjoys doing that and have some new things coming up. We do. And a lot of bands do it. Um, the copyright world is, it is still alive and well, but um, it's not at all like it was. Thank you. The internet and streaming and all the things that have happened with file sharing over the last 25 years. That's another story, but um, it's very, very easy. They've made it easy for us where the publishers got together with the songwriters and just said, Hey, listen, we're going we're gonna to work with this thing, this remakes and covers and tribute bands. You know, cover bands and tribute bands are really, really um, uh, in vogue as well right now. But back to doing remakes, you can pretty much just do it, the remake. You and if you get in, you don't need the permission. You don't need the permission anymore. Uh, you, you can just do it. And, and they, they fixed it for us, made it easy for us where... You're just going to split 50% of whatever you make on it. If you don't make anything on it, you're going to split zero. You know, do, do your song. You can get on YouTube right now and go to, let's say, Eagles remakes or Eagles covers songs. And, you know, your computer screen will just light up with these, you know, versions of Eagles songs. And it's all... Um, you know, kind of coordinated. Okay. Now, and yeah. then Don Henley gets a cut of whatever profit. Absolutely. You know, thank you, computers. You know, computers have made our lives easy uh, for for a long time now too. They just they just count it behind the scenes. Any kind of streaming money, any kind of performance money that is made off of it, you'll get um, at least an email, if not a knock on the door, and say, "Hey, we 
need to uh, settle up on this. Right, right. What type of remakes does a hard rock band make? Like what kind of uh, remakes do you enjoy and what might we look for? You know, it is, it's all over the board. Um, But Foundry does um, some pretty good remakes. Uh, We do a a Lady Gaga song, uh, Poker Face. Now we're, we're from Vegas. So the theme, you'll get the theme, Poker Face, right? We do a uh, Pink Floyd cover of Money. Oh. Poker Face, Money. Here we go. And, uh, and a few others that um, we're actually going to sort of unveil at the Lafayette show. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. So there's some, um, some masterpiece, what I consider masterpiece songs that we've selected to do remakes for. And um, we, we were talking about it earlier. There's a um, Bee Gees I love song, uh, probably the most popular one ever that we do a remake of. And we're really excited to pull it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pull it off. There's a lot of singing there. So maybe people, excited can, about and people can wear that white suit and, uh, ah, yes, right. You know. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. With a gold medallion. Yeah. Unbutton shirt. Yeah. Just kind of casual disco journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we're, we're a little torn. You know, we like the classic uh, music of, of the hard rock bands, you know, uh, Metallica, Black Sabbath, uh, that type of uh, hard rock. And then we also we're also sort of clo- um, uh, closet pop music junkies, you know, so we like um, uh, Lady Gaga and uh, uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, your daughter. Uh, yep. <laughs> your daughter's music. Yeah. Well, I have um, a daughter named Taylor Swift also. I, I, I know this. <laughs> I know this. I'm sure she thanks you for that every day. Every day. Just, you know, can't get enough of that. So. Yeah, that's cool. So who's who's your audience? Like, I know you came up in the 80s, right? So you were like coming up in music in the 80s as a young, first a young boy almost, and then a young man getting into a band that you this was your music coming up, this rock. So totally was. Some people call it hair, hair metal or hair bands. Um, and, but that hard rock uh, music of In your blood. Def, yeah, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, Metallica, all, all of that, um, all the 80s bands, we are, that it, we are sort of their brethren. Yeah. And, uh, they call it classic rock now. I don't like the hair, hair band. Uh, term but um classic rock is is yeah. is our, we're cut from that cloth so who comes to your uh who do you expect to see at this concert i want you to get in the you know the date and the, the time and all that but who who do you expect to see in your audience well besides a whole bunch of friends mm-hmm. um that i haven't seen in some time i'm really excited about that as you can imagine yeah. um but uh, they're they're classic rockers. These are people in their 40s, 50s and 60s. Um, that, that's not to say that the 20 and 30 somethings don't show up too. Um, they show up a little more for the good time and the party. Uh, but as far as, you know, the music listeners go, that audience, they're 40s, 50s and 60 year olds, which is kind of awesome, really, that yes. we can still do it at this age, because I thought I had to be a rock star by the time I was 20 or it was over, you know. Um, here I'm knocking on the door of 50 and still doing it. I'm, I'm so happy. Okay. That, Having that, fun. Talk about, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to be driving up on Harleys. I know you're into, you were into bikes. I don't know if you still are. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm, well, I'm not in the, in the business anymore. I was in that mm-hmm. business for a little while, mm-hmm. but yeah, I have a, a, a few people that will, will definitely show up if on, on two wheels, if it's not raining. That's going to be fun. Well, yeah. tell us, yeah, let's talk about it. Tell me about, you know, again, the event it's Thanksgiving weekend. Why don't you tell us, you know, how we can get tickets and, uh, more about the event. Yeah, it's um, the concert is Saturday, November 27th. It's at about eight o'clock, which is right after uh, the UL basketball game. Oh, perfect. Which will be, which will be happening next, next door um, mm-hmm. to us. And uh, you can get tickets at Ticketmaster. Uh, you can go to Ticketmaster.com or FoundryRocks.com, which is Foundry's website, and get the tickets uh, right there. They're only ten bucks, uh, ten dollar tickets, super affordable for this kind of uh, show. And thankfully, um, we have a couple of uh, nice sponsors with uh, Classic uh, Rock 1051 and uh, Budweiser. I saw that. So they 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 allow us to uh, just make a better show, you know. Uh, we can we can get a little uh, spendier with the budget. We can get a little cheaper with the ticket price, and uh, the tie-in is good. It, it makes for a good evening. So yeah, that's when that's when the show is uh, the concert. I mean, and I also believe earlier that day is the football game, the last game of uh, Cajuns football. Um, so we're good. there's going to be a lot happening in that parking lot. Yeah, uh, on Saturday after Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's that's going to be a fun day. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. going on. But you'll be uh, capping off a wonderful day. You know, family can come. Totally. Have fun. Totally. And, tr- and truth be told, we we do we do aim for this weekend for that. It it gives it a little more of like of a festival or a fair um, as opposed to just a just a concert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I encourage people to go look at your site, Foundry. It's F-O-U-N-D-R-Y Rocks, R-O-C-K. Uh, R-O-C-K-S dot com. Mm-hmm. There's some videos that are on there. It shows you really hitting it, playing the drums. <laughs> You're, it's fun yeah. to watch you. And there's a lot of merchandise and people can get a link to buy the tickets directly on your site. As you said, foundryrocks.com. But I think it's worth a look. You know, we're going to be airing this a week before your, um, your concert, but for people to get to know more about you and uh, what they can expect. From the from the concert, you want to mention your bandmates also. Certainly. Um, so uh, we're fronted by Mark Bowles. He's a legendary singer. Uh, did work with Ingve Malmsteen and Ted Nugent uh, for for you old classic rockers out there. He's a he's a hella singer. Just a great guy to work with. What a voice. And our guitarist is Chris Iorio. He's a, a local Las Vegas shredder uh really good dude and our bass player is nico gemini nico's an interesting guy because he's um nico is russian and uh wow talk about somebody who really appreciates being here in america and able to do music considering where he comes from it's about as repressed as you would think and uh, so nico's a, a a nice nice addition to foundry he's only been with us for a year so uh, those are those are my bandmates, and I'm of course Mark Bratt, and I'm the drummer. Yeah, and sort of my creation, uh, Foundry is my baby. 
Foundry is my baby. So we work real hard at it. And um, I think that our, our players are hand selected, you know, I mean, we just really took our time with it. And we went through some, went through some dudes uh, before, you know, before getting, uh, getting this particular lineup. So it's been, it's been uh, fun and challenging, but now we're sitting really, really good. That's great. I'm ready to let it rip again, to get out there. Yeah, really let it rip. I want to, I want to mention too, my singer has a hand in this particular thing. And earlier we were talking about the football and basketball game. Well, Foundry is going to be performing the national anthem at both those games before the concert. You are. Yeah, that's something that we do. We we yeah. we're really we're really a singing band. It's kind of hard. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of hard to you know through all the heavy guitars and heavy drums. Um, you kind of have to listen a little bit, but we really are a singing band. Yeah. So is it a remake of the national anthem, or is it the national anthem? It's the national anthem. We do we do a four part harmony, uh, obviously male voices, uh, but we don't butcher it. Miss Jan, we don't okay. butcher it. We we give it a, we give it a solid rendition, uh, like an original, original written. Like, I don't know how to say it, but you know we sing oh. it. You'll recognize it. You know. The traditional method. The traditional way. Yeah, you can sing along, and you'll you'll be like, that. That's just that's our way of giving. You know, we don't do it to like um, show off. Like, hey, look at look at us sing. We we really do it for the right reason. We do it for the for all of America. Yeah. And, uh, we really uh, aim to um, for everyone to sing with us and kind of get the goosebumps. Yeah, be and, inspired and yeah. feel the pride. Yeah, of of being an American. We are we are we are patriots through and through. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, Mark, I'd like to. Um, I want to get into your life story. I want to pull this back around and let people know why you're on the show and your your background from Lafayette. But first. Um, I'd like to pause and listen to a clip from an interview we did with entertainer Emily East. Now, she's a Crowley native and has lived in Lafayette, and she promotes other artists. Early in her career, in her early 20s, Emily moved to Las Vegas. So y'all have something in common. And she danced with the renowned Pussycat Dolls. She eventually helped run the girl group and dance ensemble, and she served as their lead singer for a while. You can hear Emily's interview and over 200 others at discoverlafayette.net. And this moment is brought to us by Kurgan Brothers Sonic. Sonic is your ultimate drink stop, and it's incredible, but they have more than 1.3 million drink combinations, including limeades, frozen drinks, lemonades, iced teas, and more. And it's fun to go during happy hour each day from 2 to 4, and you can enjoy half-price drinks and slushes. So please check out your local Sonic. And now the moment. Did you love the show at Pure, the Pussycat Doll show? I'd seen it at Pure Nightclub. I was like, oh my God, it's so fun. It was just so cute. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the cutest show. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I just mentioned it in passing. And she's like, I think you'd be a good fit for the dolls. So I'm sending you on an audition tomorrow. So I was like, oh my goodness, thank you. Like, that's amazing. And I thought it was a private audition. Kind of and, set up for you. Yeah, and it was a cattle call. There were at least 300 or more <gasps> girls there just lined up. I walked up. I was oh like, oh. Were they all, like, pretty? Like, was it just mm -hmm. a sea of prettiness? Yes, it was just, some were dressed crazy. And, you know, there's some that have no self-awareness. So it's like, girl, do you have any dance training? What are you doing here? You know, the, you see those at every audition. But it's just people chasing the dream, you know. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I was her absolute last choice. But you um, made it. I made it by the skin of my teeth, mm-hmm. and um, I was just a swing. I got to fill in. Basically, when somebody called out sick, then they'd call uh-huh. me. You know, I did not have a permanent spot, and it was to open the Pussycat Doll Casino, which was in the front of the showroom. Um, in Caesar's Palace, and it, they had a pit around it where people play, play blackjack and um, oh. you know roulette and all that stuff. So you kind of you know it was hard work. It was long hours, five hours a night. You know, mm-hmm. thirty minutes on, thirty minutes off. You know, you change costumes and go oh, back out and dance. Gosh. I mean, it was really high energy and it was a lot of cardio. And I was in the best shape of my life. Welcome back to Discover Lafayette with Mark Bratton of the band Foundry, who will be playing in Lafayette on Saturday, November 27th. So this is where I want you to talk about your your background growing up in Lafayette. Uh, We met through your mom, Carolyn Greco, and I know you also work with her company, Facet, which does uh, executive coaching for professionals and um, I, I love your story because it's exciting to hear about people that have that dream and, and go for it. So if you want to talk about your ties to Lafayette and how you ended up where you are. Sure. Um, Lafayette, Louisiana, born and bred. That's where it started. I lived there 17 years until uh, I moved to Dallas, Texas to join a rock band uh, when I was uh, much younger than 17, I was a starry-eyed kid. I would rock, watch the music videos on MTV, and I would watch the late-night television with David Letterman and Arsenio Hall and these, you know, Johnny Carson and all of them. And then just used, I was just, uh, just a dreamer, you know, um, uh, a different kind of dreamer than today's dreamer. Yeah, just really, really um, wanted to do that. You know, uh, before that, I'd gotten the music bug, obviously, and um, I relocated to Dallas to join a band with some other Lafayette guys oh. uh, who had who had been there for a few years already. They they, they had sort of began the migration, you know, um, and of course, at the time, Lafayette didn't have a lot to offer um, someone who was into hard rock and heavy metal and wanted to do that. Then you had to go to New York City, uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, and if you were into country, you went to Nashville, Tennessee. Those were your options. Uh, some people who were a little more in the show scene went to Orlando, Disney. Oh. Um, so being uh, getting a head start, the, the original plan, Jan, was when I graduated high school, I was free to do what I wanted, right? You know, graduated high school. That's the deal I made with my mom. Finish school, you can go to college, you can go pursue your music career, whatever it is that you want to do. And that was originally going to be Los Angeles, mainly because I didn't like the weather in New York City. <laughs> uh, anyway, it ended up being a couple of years earlier. I went to Dallas, did the music scene there for um, about six years. As a and uh, you were as a drummer. drummer. Sure, sure. As, as a drummer, you know, worked a day job. Uh, did some college, uh, did all that. And um, over the next 10, 12, almost 15 years, I migrated back and forth between Dallas and Houston, uh, still doing music and and working jobs and and, and that kind of thing. And ultimately made the move to Las Vegas 
about 18 years ago. I've been here almost 18 years. Uh, same thing. When I landed here, I was working, uh, doing music uh, as, a, as a hobby, always a very serious hobby, never left it. And in varying degrees, I, I, had, I had work in, in music, but it's only been the last 10 or so years that it's been uh, my primary, uh, you know, livelihood, you know, and still doing it. And Foundry is a band that I started um, almost eight years, uh, about seven or eight years ago. And I've been doing that. It's sort of uh, my creation. And like I said earlier, my baby. And that's, that's what we're doing. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm living the musician's life or at least my version of it. <laughs> so you are um, the producer, promoter, manager, booking agent, and drummer for Foundry. So you really do handle everything from soup to nuts, making sure the band goes in the direction that you, you had in mind, you, you and your bandmates. Absolutely. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm the, the go-to guy for everything Foundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm curious, what is it like being in a rock band like I'm the first thing I thought of I hate to say this but I thought does he still have his hearing you know like it's loud it's exciting what is it like how does it feel to be on the stage you know I mean can you share that it must be exciting it, it, it is exciting it's it's like a combination or maybe a culmination of of senses Obviously, you're hearing it and seeing it and feeling it. But when it's something of your creation, you, you know, you, you have children. Maybe you can relate to this if you see one of your children um, performing or in a, in a sporting event or just whatever it may be. You know, maybe you're just watching them in the kitchen from afar or something. And you're like, man, that, that's, that's mine. You know, like that's, that's mine doing that. And it, it's, I don't know if I explained it, but it, it feels like that. It feels like this. Um, kind of prideful and this celebration kind of thing. You get the, the energy just flows through your body and it's uh, a stimulation. Just all the senses are, are, are kicking, you know, I don't know. That's what it feels like. Um, It's um, I guess I was just curious. Do you think while you're performing or is this something I know y'all must, you know, rehearse all the time, but is it just something that flows from you? Like I've, I've never been, creative in the sense of mm-hmm. or singing or, you know, performing like that. And I've always wondered if that's what you love to do, that must be the highest, the ultimate experience of your life using your talents. Yeah, it, it is. It, it really is. Especially if you, if you like it. I mean, there, there are definitely, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And sometimes when you're performing, you're having to sort of um, go back and like, I call it rely on your training, right? you know, like, you know, kind of stick like, like a team, you know, a team, a football team, they have a plan and they have a game, they have a strategy. And it's, it's like that too. I know it's not really cool to say that about, you know, bands, but bands, a lot of bands do think that way. It's like, Hey, we've got a lot of moving parts here and it needs to, it needs to be orchestrated and you have to play your part and rely on your training. But then the other half is, is the real fun part where you just let it flow. Yeah. You just let it flow, man. And, and do, uh, you know, do, do what you do, you know, like give it, give it to them, you know. So Vegas is a good place for you to be like to, I guess, to travel, to get to venues. And you, you think that's going to be your, your home? 
you know, as you. Yeah. Vegas is home. Yeah. Vegas is home. I think I'll always keep a place in Vegas. Um, uh, but I'm certainly open to other uh, uh, venues with Vegas still being a primary res. Right. You know, yeah. Vegas is awesome, though. They call it the entertainment capital of the world for a reason. There's a lot happening here, um, like any big city, but then it's like times 10 with yeah. the um, uh, uh, casinos and gambling element mm-hmm. provides. I mean, it, it's it's entertainment everywhere. It really, really is. What is Vegas like right now? Like, I haven't been in several years, but I wondered with COVID lifting, what is it like uh, on the strip? And are things back? Is it, you know... People yeah. coming back in, traveling in. And- yeah, th- th- things are back. Um, you know, we were hitting like this. This kind of blows my mind sometimes. But before COVID, we were doing about 52 million people a year, tourists. Think about that for a second. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think we're going to even come close to that in, in 2021 because it's taken half the year at least to come back. But things are back. Um you know, some people rock masks, some people don't. Uh, it's, it's that. It's, it's, it's a bit um, confusing. But the cool thing about, about Vegas is it's a tourist town mm-hmm. and people come here for vacation and that energy is all around, you know. Uh, so the politics and the worries at home, that's not why you come here. No. <laughs> you come here to be free. Uh, so it's, it's like that. Um, I saw it all around, you know, the um, confusion and the lockdowns and the worries and these things of 2020. But I personally, I never locked down. I continued to live my life um, just the way I always live it. Not not be reckless or anything, you know, but just uh, I just continue to um, uh, uh, live life every day, you know, sort of take advantage of the tragedy that was happening, you know, and um there's a lot but Vegas, I mean, there's it's a beautiful countryside around Vegas. Oh, just so I love the desert. Yeah. yeah. I love the desert. Some people, when they come here, they see it's brown. We got a lot of brown. Oh. There's a lot of, lot of, yeah, a lot of sand and mm-hmm. rock mountains and not a lot of vegetation, you know. Um, and, but when you, it, it, the, the desert is really pretty if you take a moment to appreciate it. And um, wow. it, we've got a, we've got a, a very underrated climate here. It's like, dry and clear all the time. It's fun. It's, it's a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. So if I may ask, you know, with uh, the 20 months or so, the COVID um, shut down a lot of entertaining. If you're full-time music, how were you? Like, what did you do during this time? What was it like not being able to go perform live as, as a full-time musician? How, How did you and others get through this period? We were pretty fortunate in a sense where the January and February, those two months we had were our best months ever uh, as a band, uh, financially, you know, all of it. So we did so good in January, February that we really just coasted the rest of the year. And I don't I don't you know, that's a blessing. I don't I don't you know, I don't mean to rub in the face anybody who had hardship you know but that that's how it was for us we had really really good months uh before and like everybody else we thought it was going to be two weeks then it was two months and we were like yeah whatever you know we'll just start you know we've rested enough i'm gonna start you know 
I'm going to get on that fitness plan that I've always wanted to get yeah. on, you know, or I'm going to reflect on this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to write a book, you know, I'm going to just write some songs. Mm-hmm. And we did all of that as a group. I mean, we, you know, we did some writing, we did some reading, we did some, some soul searching, a lot of soul searching, actually. Yeah. Um, when you go, when you slow down from a hundred and you, you know, you, you, you crawl at five miles an hour after going at a hundred for years, it was, it was kind of nice. Was it? It, it, it was, it was, I mean, you know, our town was shut down like everybody else's. And I felt like Will Smith on uh, I am legend. Have you seen that movie? No, he's got, he got the whole city to himself. It's basically like uh, the, the, everybody kind of died. It's kind of sad, but that's the story. Everybody died and he's got the whole city of New York to himself. And it's uh, he's like the lone survivor. And I kind of felt like that a little bit. I would walk the streets and it was. Yeah, no just problem. enjoy it. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's how it was for, for us. And, I'm glad um, for you here, you know, in Lafayette without as many opportunities to make that kind of really big money you're talking about. We had some musicians that were really, I mean, they have struggled. It's, it's yeah. been a rough time. We'd see musicians out with their families, like their children mm-hmm. asking mm-hmm. for donations, you know? Sure. Like, you know, and about that, yeah, about that. I don't, I don't um, uh, mean to come off as like, hey, what well, you know, I lived this fantastic mm-hmm. life during during the lockdowns or whatever. But it is important to uh, note that we're involved in in a foundation and contributed to that too. A lot of people, not just musicians, were hurting, and that was something that uh, fortunately I could contribute to. Uh, with with my time and, and of course some donating and stuff that we we got into that quite a bit too, um, but anyway I maybe I shouldn't even have said I kind of make a point oh. to I talk about it yeah you know I don't mean to be braggadocious it's not like that you know I think it affected all of us differently whether you had financial means or not um, it, it was life changing it's been a life changing experience and I think a lot of people like you me and others I'm grateful yeah I didn't directly experience tragedy, mm-hmm. a loss of a close family member, let's say. We've been very lucky. We've lost friends, but not family. And uh, a lot of people can't say that. So I no, I think we're all in different spots. And I'm just glad that you're able to pick up where you left off and pursue. Yeah, for journey. sure. Yeah. Any advice for people? Like if let's say there's somebody, a young Mark, thinking about, you know, I want to get into the music business for real. I want this to be my career. What, what advice would you share? Big question. <laughs> um, this is going to sound cliche, but, but hear me. Follow your dream and do what you want to do. Just do it. Just do it. You're going to have peers and parents and mentors guiding you, steering you. Um, and take that too. Take, take that in. You know, our, our elders have good advice for us, right? And I know I did. So I don't, I don't mean to say, you know, follow your dream and do whatever you want to do, uh, regardless of what your parents suggest you know, or you are the people that you, you know, your elders suggest, don't be reckless is what I'm saying, you know, uh, be smart, be smart, but do what you want 
You only live once. I mean, who cares if you're not going to be a millionaire? Who cares if you're not going to be famous? Do what you want to do and you'll be happy. That's, that's what I, I, I think I've done a little bit of that and um, came with a lot of responsibility too. So yeah, be responsible. Yeah. You had that day job when you needed it, you know? Absolutely. Like don't. Yeah. I mean, being broke just isn't cool. It's not. No. No, I don't, I don't like. Yeah, you know, I like I like uh, I like my Starbucks in the morning, you know, and uh, and I like and to wear nice shoes. Yeah, yeah, you know, come on, let's let's just be, you know. My husband's like that. It's like living the high life, you know. I mean, it just it kills me. I'll get my Mister Coffee out, and he's like, "I'm going to Starbucks." I'm going to Starbucks, babe. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but it must be interesting. I think about how it must be for young musicians because it's really different than when I came up. When I came up, you had to you had to relocate and and cha- and physically chase the dream. But now with computers and streaming and you know, it's it's a different it's a different business, it's a different game, it's a different world, you know. I'm looking at you in your studio. And I'm glad you brought that up. Do you tape, do y'all tape it yourselves in there or do you go into a, like another professional studio when you're both? Uh-huh. Yeah, both. What we do is we work, we, um, we, uh, you know, write, record and produce all of our own music. And we consider that a demo. And with the technology, you can get some pretty good demos these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the stuff people are making in their bedroom or in their off home office, it's killer. Right. I mean, it's great. You know what I mean? Uh, so we do all that, but whenever we take us, when we decide we want to take a particular song to uh, radio and, you know, uh, sort of brand it with a video and a lyric video and the, all the things that we do release it to streaming, we go into a, what we call a proper studio. We work with a producer, uh, Colin Britton is his name. He's, he's our main guy. And uh, he's a Nashville guy. And um, we, we go into the big studio and, and record them for real. <laughs> right. And the yeah. sound quality is really, you can tell the difference. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. They, they, it, it really still is the, the um, sort of the, um, the bar. Um, if you're going to release a song for real, the songs you hear on the radio and, and that are getting 300 million streams on YouTube, Ed Sheeran, you know, Katy Perry, yeah. whatever it may be. Um, yeah, those songs are recorded and produced in um, well, well-known studios with big budgets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, uh, musicians out there, your little MP3 is not going to cut it. So it's great for mom and dad and your friends and family. But um, if you want to get it for real, you got to go for real. Go for it, and that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you know, doing this podcast, I've had to learn. Um, mixing and I didn't know what a wave file was and the I'd heard of mp3 player but I didn't realize all the different ways music is captured and stored and it's been a journey for me learning um, but I just I, I want to thank you for sharing your professional journey with us thanks yeah. yeah is there anything you wanted to get in um, that we haven't discussed anything before we wrap up and we'll give that date again for your concert. No, we'll, we'll just, we'll plug the concert again, but I, I like to have a, a, a little bit of fun with you, if I may. Well, um, I, 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 wanna, I just want to flip. 
<laughs> I want to just flip it around. It's something that I like to do. Um, okay. So, Miss Jan. Yes. First concert. When and where and who was it? Oh, it was uh, Elton John. I've what? seen him three times. He used to go to Baton Rouge. I grew up in Baton Rouge. I saw him twice in high school. And then I saw him as an adult years, years later. His voice, the music was louder than his voice. I think he kind of blew out his vocal mm-hmm. parts. But I loved yeah. Elton John. So, you know, we were mentioning earlier, I was a big Eagles fan. And, you know, one of my most memorable concerts, Mark, was Stevie Wonder. Oh, wow. in college. I get goosebumps thinking about it. He was phenomenal in person. It was just such a production, you know? Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. I like, I like, I like to hear people's first concert experience or yeah. just. I went with uh, the St. Thomas More Catholic youth group. We went, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. as a team in the bus and we went to see yeah. John. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you? What was your first concert? My first concert was in Baton Rouge as well. It was uh, Van Halen, oh, yeah. 1984. Yeah. It was the last tour with David Lee Roth as their singer. So it was it was all that. It was at the LSU Assembly Center. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it was awesome. Cool. What, is he still around? Is he still singing? David Lee Roth is still singing. Um, but he's 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 pretty much wrapped it up. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was doing some work. Um, with Kiss, actually, they were he was going to perform with them uh, at the Cajun Dome last month, but um, COVID hit. He reorganized and uh, didn't didn't go for it. He, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Van Halen. Um, they 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 say they're done, but uh, we'll see. You, know? you never know. I mean, yeah, yeah, never know. Mark Broughton, thank you so much, um, Lafayette native and musician with Foundry. Uh, They're going to be performing at the Cajun Dome Convention Center Saturday, November 27th at 8 o'clock. And you can buy tickets at FoundryRocks.com or on uh, Ticketmaster. And you'll also be performing that day for UL Lafayette's, who said, basketball and football. So what a day. And uh, I know you're going to be excited to see your family and uh, safe travels as you come to Lafayette. But thank you for taking time with us today to share. Thank you so much. God bless Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you. And before we close, I'd like to thank our listeners for their loyal support. And of course, I'd like to thank our sponsors for making this podcast possible. First, Iberia Bank, now a part of the First Horizon family. Oxner, Lafayette General. Raider, and especially Jason Sikora, who mixes our tape, and Kurgan Brothers Sonic. Thank you all for, for sticking with Discover Lafayette and for your support. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, this is Jan Swift. Thank you.